to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System Podcast. I am Anna Harding. And I am Ali Bailey. I tell you what. And it's episode, tw- it's episode 25. Uh, how did you know that, Ali? You never get that right. Hey guys, it's episode 25. It's episode 25. Hey, 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 um, hey, hey. If we were a park run, we would have got a milestone t-shirt today. Would we? I think you get one. I think we both, to be honest with you, I think we both deserve a milestone T-shirt. So do the listeners. Anyone that's stuck with us for this long deserves more than a milestone (laughs) T-shirt. Hey, Ali, you look really well. You look like the most alive that I've seen you in a couple of, in a good few weeks, actually. Because I've been awake since half past five. Because I've Mm. been getting my shit together in the car to get in the car straight after this to drive 400 miles to Cornwall. And I would drive for 400 miles. Um, you could run Anna, that. I, could, I, have, I have run it. I have actually run it. It took me three weeks. Um, that seems like a long way, but we took the scenic route. It was more than 400 miles when we did it. Anywho, yes, I'm going to get the car and it's going to take me seven hours. And I'm like, uh, uh, but I've got the Matthew Perry audio book to listen to, which would be a right laugh, won't it? Oh, so I'm going to listen to that on the way down. R.I.P. Oh. R.I.P. Apparently it's amazing. It's an amazing book because I'm big on addiction because I'm an addict. So I like listening to books about addiction and I'm yeah. fascinated. And also it's read by Matthew Perry. I love that. Don't you love that when books are read by the author? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the fact that it's read by someone who's now passed away, though. Do you, not me... listen to, do you not listen to music by people that have passed away? No. As soon as they die, I'm like, well, I can't listen to that anymore. Elvis Presley, absolutely not. Are you joking? Yeah, of course I'm joking. <laughs> like what about s club seven can you not listen to s club seven anymore? no we have to take it off the playlist <laughs> wow this is terrible to skip it no dead person gotta go gotta go out um yeah but you know anyway i like listening to i like listening to books in the car that's a good way to get your um your driving hours to go past isn't it to look forward to a book in the car it's a bit like running an ultra i'm like the aid stations are hopwood services and there's another aid station just past bristol <laughs> No, I can't go to Gloucester as well. It's only an hour between them. God damn! You have to go to Gloucester. Um, Gloucester Services is the king of all services. Actually, I know rugby services where I live uh, was rated the best services in the country the other week. Bollocks! That I don't believe that. It's a great service station. Very pricey. In a world where we have T Bay, I don't believe that. <laughs> One near me, Hartsford Moor, was voted the worst in the country. <laughs> yeah, I think I stopped at that on the way up to you. It is terrible. It's depressing. Hey, everybody. Are you finding this content really fascinating? (laughs) Right. Anyway, speaking of content, uh, let's get straight into our usual content of Win Grim Get in the Bin. Does anyone else really hate the word content? It makes me really like, ugh. Um, There's a lot of people calling themselves, their job is now a content um, supplier or something. Creator. Creator, yeah. Or 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 their job is just creator. Um, content, mate. We are we are all creators. Content <laughs> creators, definitely in my email signature. <laughs> Take it out. Simple <laughs> as that. Well, but what else is in your email signature, Anna? Presenter. Thank you. Journalist. Thank you. Personal trainer. Thank you. And content creator. Right. I'm talking about people that say that their content creator is their only job. Yeah, fair. Yeah, but that some is people ridiculous. that is their job. No, but some people that is their job. I'm gonna have to disagree on this one. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not yep, talking about okay. the people that work for the good fucking design agencies. I'm talking about the fucking influencers. Hey, are you talking about Davinia Taylor? Because she did not get on the good books of anybody that listens to this podcast, did she? That's who I'm talking about. Her and her biohacking fucking weird mates. Yeah. 
let's talk about that. That can that is can absolutely all of those people can get in the bin. Anyway, what's your win? My win this week, um, we spoke about it on the last pod that I was basically going to be burning up the environment because I had a little weekend trip to New York. Um, so that is my win this week. Uh, not burning up the environment and the planet um, by flying, but uh, New York. New York Marathon. As she, as she attached polar bear to the back of the plane and dragged them along the tarmac, <laughs> bouncing behind the plane. <laughs> yeah. Um, beautiful was it lovely it looked lovely on the internet it was incredible I'll tell you what New York Marathon has always been my favorite race um that I've done and I think it continues to be like it was it was not great being out there and not running it I really wanted to get involved oh my god I bet the FOMO was so real so my, my grim this week is the FOMO is like so my FOMO hit from when I the minute I landed, like when you go through customs and they're like, what are you here for? And you're like, to watch people run a marathon. I'm here for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Neil's FOMO <laughs> ticked in when uh, it was Monday, the day after the marathon, and he saw everybody walking around with their medals. He was like, I'm really competitive and I don't like that they've got a medal and I haven't. I was like, but you haven't run the marathon. He was like, yeah, come on, dude. That's not competitive. That's just being a dick. <laughs> that's, just, that's just being like, that's just being a magpie. Oh, shiny. <laughs> oh, shiny medals. Um, but yeah, the race is incredible. It's so well supported. There's so many amazing people running it. Um, I loved how many people I was able to spot that I knew running it. Like some people that I spotted, I didn't even know were out there running it. But I was really? like, oh. What's, that's that's funny, isn't it? When you see people out of context. Yeah. Like, oh my God, there's Bernadette from Rugby Park Run. What? <laughs> yeah. She's running through the five boroughs. What's going on? <laughs> so weird. Uh, um, where did you go to support? Where was your support point? Because there's so many great places. Like you want to go to like every bit of it, don't you? Because it's also good. It's also different. Yeah. I um, We just stayed in one place because we wanted to cheer. So I was out there with Sports Tours International, hashtag not an ad. Um, mm-hmm. and their runners basically they've got like a thousand runners so of all abilities so we just stayed in one place so that because I didn't have a specific person to cheer it meant that I could make sure that I was there to cheer everybody mm. so we went to mile 16.5 which 16.5 in a marathon is like business end let's say I mean I think mile 20 is probably about business end that last 10k feels I feel like for me it was mile 18 that was the one where I was told uh the 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 wall Mm. (laughs) the wall in inverted commas is at mile 18 and at mile 18 you'll hit the wall and I'm like right and because I was told that by runners world not an ad um I believed it (laughs) and so in marathons I always thought it'd be mile 18 because it's well over halfway but still Mm. nowhere near the end Mm. you've not hit that 20 yet where you can sort of start counting down and you're kind of in a no man's land for two miles mile 18 on a marathon is it basically mile 79 to like 89 on a a hundred yeah yeah no man's land like it could go tits here So we were at 16.5, which in the New York Marathon, if you know the course, is when you come off the Queensborough Bridge, which is the bridge that um, has no supporters on it. So it's completely Mm -hmm. closed to supporters. So when you're going over that bridge, which is about a mile and a half long, it's just silent and all you can hear are your footsteps. And then you come off the bridge and you do like a little hairpin and come around this corner to just a wall of sound like it's one of the most popular places to go and cheer I actually do remember doing that 
Yeah. And I remember people had these long kebab sticks and on the end of them were long sliced gherkins. So yeah. they got a giant gherkin Ooh. and they'd sliced it and they had the slice on the end of the kebab stick. Yeah. And I was like, hello. Yeah. What is this? Because I love a gherk. Uh-huh. I was like, I love gherkins. And they were like, gherkins, they're pickles. And I was like, I love pickles. Did you see any pickle pickle sticks? Didn't see any pickles, pickles on sticks. sticks. No, but we went to a food market and they had deep fried pickles. Oh. Yeah. Give me some of that. That sounds quite delightful. But yeah, I love I love the pickles. I remember that. I remember coming around the corner and just it being like boof, like a yeah. tiger wave of like noise. Noise. Yeah. So yeah, that's my win for this week. What's your win, Ali? Just desperately searching my mind for something good that's happened to uh, all the oh. other things that were bad that have happened. Um, oh, I tell you what is good. I'm not dying. Mm. Which is a good thing. Um, I have nothing, literally nothing wrong with me, apart from the fact my liver is, um, and I quote the doctor, showing some quite odd signs. <laughs> I said to that doctor, I've had my blood done because obviously it didn't feel very good. Yeah. The doctor said, your liver's showing some quite odd signs. I went, yeah, uh, you did take my blood like eight days after a hundred miler, so it probably will. And also um, I was an alcoholic for 28 years. So. <laughs> yeah. She went, yeah, don't laugh. Um, she actually said that. She's like, you need to go and have it scan. I was like... Christ on a bike they're gonna scan it it'll look like pate or it won't even be there anymore they'll be like there's nothing here but it's a shriveled nut but what will they do about that they can't do anything about that they can't grow you a new one replace it with someone else's they'll probably replace it with someone else's um I don't know they'll probably find a healthy person a child maybe chop those out put it in to mine I'll pay for it I don't know what they're gonna do Anna and I don't think there's anything wrong with my liver to be honest I think it's probably the old um the old running 100 miles thing because uh, that makes your blood do funny things yeah uh and i'm like right the thing is i still feel like a bag of old shit so mm. uh she is there's a couple of other things she's gonna do i'm having an ultrasound i've got this lump on my neck it's weird um it's not my head it's a different lump and um i'm gonna have that ultrasounded and then uh she's like but she's like everything else is normal and then she went silent and i went right Okay, so I'm like, now I'm like, are you just a massive pussy, Ali? Like, are you just, like, are you just getting old? Is it just getting what getting old is like? But it's not. I went out on Sunday. I was actually right on Sunday. There's six miles on Sunday. I was all right. I went to the gym on Monday. I was all right. I went out on Tuesday. I was all right. So this weekend, I'm going to, well, this week, I'm going to Cornwall to run the Arc of Attrition route. And I'm probably going to get 60, 70 miles of it done. Mm-hmm. running hiking you know with the dog like having a laugh stopping every mm. now and again I've got loads of people coming out to like do various bits with me so we'll see how I feel after that I just got to keep an eye, a real eye on it and I'm going to see them again in a couple of weeks but yeah. um it's great the win is like there's nothing wrong with me yeah one nothing wrong with you two, two nothing wrong with you three, three. No, I, nearly, <laughs> I nearly started singing that to her down the phone decided against it it's lucky I didn't see her in, per- in person, to be honest, because I probably would have. She would have been like, really just, she would have just stared at me. <laughs> Something's got to give. She'd have been like, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's good. That's a win. That's yeah. a win, isn't it? Yeah. There is nothing wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. But well, we will see. Mm, but the, well, look, medically, the perimenopause medically thing, the perimenopause thing, yeah. she's like, we tested your, your for, for that. She's like, your hormones are normal. She's like, but you're this at this place in your cycle so if we test next week they'll be different so we oh, can't tell we no. don't know and I'm like right okay I was like I know that you don't know I know there's no test she's like basically there's a list of symptoms and if you match a certain number of the symptoms then it's very menopause and I'm like right that's a good thing to do is it? I just got the internet and list, get all the symptoms and just list them out <laughs> like that's what I'll do because I'm pretty sure that if I looked at the symptoms I could say I've got half of them yeah because they're so massive yeah. and widespread yeah and um uh- it's just so annoying that 
there is so many studies done on erectile fucking dysfunction I know and so many drugs for that and, and you know but the studies on menopause are, are there are none there are no. none no there are none and half the population is going to go through it it's crazy uh, there's so many so there's a book called invisible women by caroline criano perez yes the anger book please don't read it if you're prone to getting angry i like i have to read it in small doses i've still not finished it because it, it just makes me really cross it but... just is a list of things <laughs> that are fucked so it's like hey women are more likely to die in car crashes because everything that was ever tested about car crashes was done with men and men your seatbelt doesn't fit you and it's dangerous basically. yeah basically oh the reason why there's queues at women's toilets in public is because they're not designed for women they're designed for men and women take longer than men to go to the toilet because that's a fact and um they places will only put the same number of toilets in for women as they do for men mm. great the reason that you have to carry a handbag around with you is because you don't have pockets in your trousers because it's not ladylike for a lady's figure to have things bulking out and the reason you can't fit your phone in your pocket if you're lucky enough to have a pocket is because it's too big for your hand yeah it was measured on a man's hand so when you actually look at holding your phone you're like oh i can't actually hold this properly because you've got little hands little weak lady hands it's unbelievable and then you try to explain this to people to men who who don't they're like no 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 love you're complaining you're just complaining over nothing you're like no because my whole life i've just got used to having to everything being slightly more difficult for me and having to make it Make it work for me. It is just, oh my God, it, make, it drives you mad. Part, what's that? Right, going to the doctor. There's a whole chapter on going to the doctor. Yeah, I've just found it on my shelf and I was like, oh, maybe I'll just uh, have a look. This, I mean, it starts with a woman that uh, waited 12 years for a diagnosis. Um, so good luck with that, Ali. Uh, I'll tell you what, if this goes on, uh, if this, if I come back from the ARC, Reckies, and I'm in the same position... I am going to go in there and I'm going to demand hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. Because I'm just like, no, I'm not stupid. Like, and the other thing is, I've started to think, maybe I'm becoming a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> is, actually, it is a conspiracy. I believe that women are poo-pooed when they're like, I feel like this. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you. Because of the patriarchy. One, nothing wrong with you. Two, I think nothing it, like, wrong with I you. I think it's, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No. You're just making a fuss. Stop making a fuss. You're just it's being like, dramatic. Stop being dramatic. Yeah. I've just I've written about this in the book in my book. So in my book, I was when I was growing up, I was described as bossy and dramatic by my yeah. dad. But my brothers were never described as bossy or dramatic. They were described as um confident mm. and um assertive. Yeah. He's yeah. a very confident young boy, isn't he? Yeah. Was it she's very dramatic? It's bullshit still. Anyway, we're gonna get out of this because we can talk about this all fucking day. But um yeah, I will. I'm keeping an eye on it. That's all I can do. And I feel, I do actually feel quite a lot better. I've been taking magnesium supplements, magnesium, zinky, and B6, and I feel quite a lot. They're, that's perking me right up. You do look Other perky. things. Thanks. Other things. I've changed my collagen from Absolute Protein Rebel. Yeah. The powder I like protein. Yeah. Not an ad. They've get, they haven't given it to me. And also, another win that I will report back on next mm-hmm. week. I have found a bar, like a nutrition bar called Real Meal. I saw it on Jason Fox from SAS Who Dares oh, Wins no. Stories. It wasn't an ad, it was just on the hill eating it. However, when he was on the hill eating it, mm. he was doing a through dark shoot. Oh, for um, God's so sake. So I'm so torn. Anyway, it's called Real Meal. It's like a bar. It looks like a cliff bar, but smaller. Okay. 600 calories. What? And, yeah, and it's got like loads of carbs, loads of protein in it. So I bought some and I've got 
I'm taking them to Cornwall because I'm like they look really nice like Himalayan they're, they're vegan gluten-free they look really really yummy yeah and the one the ones I've got is like pink Himalayan rock salt and cappuccino or whatever and I'm like that sounds nice that does sound nice 600 calories in a bar in a bar that's amazing because how many because the Bella Forte ones are pretty uh calorific nowhere near that though. no that's the right no. how what is it in there that um seeds. It's got a lot of seeds. It's got a lot of um heavy it's heavy duty stuff. They arrived yesterday. I haven't probably gone through them. I just looked at them on the internet, thought they look good. I'm gonna try one. Because mm. they're four pounds fifty for like a bar. Well, that's because so, um, they're basically a meal. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I'll, I'll report back on those because if that works, can you imagine? It'd be so good. You didn't need to eat like one every like three or four hours on an ultra. Yeah. You'd be done. Yeah. One and done. And Nothing. also, um, I saw on someone's story this week, um, his name is Frankie for, I think he listens to the pod as well. Hey, Frankie. Um, He's packing some stuff up for an ultra that he's doing and has an 800 calorie reserve um, item on his mandatory kit. So, you know, most like ultras make sure you carry an extra 800 calories that's like emergencies. Yeah. And he was like, what do I pack that's like small enough but also like calorific enough. Two of them. Two yeah, of those... or nut or nut butter, resilient nutrition. Five or six hundred calories in one of those squeezy pouches. Yeah. And they do one that's called, I think it's called the lifesaver. It's one thousand calories, but it's a bit bigger. Wow. But it's squeezy that if you just for that, you, you're never gonna open it. So just chuck it in there. Because I don't like those nut butters because they separate, they've got the oil at the top. Yeah. You have to like remember. And if you don't remember, you end up with a mouthful of nut oil and you're like, uh what do you want? Is it? No, absolutely not. The um, um I yeah, just just as a my little tip for that one though, I put um a bag of peanut M Ms in because actually, if I am stuck on the hill somewhere and I need to have those calories, like I'd be quite happy just having a few peanut M Ms. You know, if you have been dramatic, Anna, and you are waiting for mountain rescue because of your dramas, you will sit there and eat some M Ms, right? <laughs> Indeed. Hey, just so yeah. you know, the Bella Forte bars are. Well, this one in particular is 310 calories. So, yeah. Ooh, which one's that? The hazelnut coffee and cocoa one, mocha. What's that called? Mocha. mocha. Oh, I like that one, but it's, that was a winter one. So yeah. they're bars, like the red one and the orange one. Christmas. They're like summery Christmas. No, they're summery. De Bosco, citrusy. the red one. No, it tastes like Christmas. No, it's berries. It's berries. Yeah, but it tastes like I Christmas see those day. as summer. Okay. And the blue one's got the blue one with fennel in. That is well summer. I hate fennel. I, lo- I love fennel. So, but they are like, you have to, I have a chunk of them and then I put them back in the bag. Yes, because they are chunky boys. They're like, I can't eat a whole one. They're chunky boys, yeah. Um, but I love, what I love is the Bella Forte chews. Me too. You know, the little packets of chews. I've got loads of them now. I love them. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Not an ad. Not but an if ad. Bella Forte do want to send us free oh, stuff. Can you imagine, my can you imagine if we got the podcast sponsored by Bella Forte? We just say it enough. If you say it three times in the mirror, do you think they'll sponsor us? Look at this, can- <laughs> this candle. Manifest. I'm going to light it. Bella Forte, Bella Forte, Bella Forte. Yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> and if it doesn't work, I'm going to take it back to Habitat and be like, excuse me, I tried to manifest this candle and it didn't fucking work. I don't have a Land Rover Discovery. My boyfriend's not in the SAS. Please may I have my money back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> right. Anyway, we've gone way off piece here. Have you got a grim? I woke up this morning at 5am and I rolled over and I said to Pickle, I love you. You're so beautiful. I'm so grateful that you're here. And then I thought, what's that in my ear? And it was a cow's ear. Again. It was a cow's ear. It was in my ear. It was poking Uh, in. And I was like, and I remember to remove it. It was a dried one. So it wasn't hairy, but I was like, okay, that's my life. That's my grim. 
it wasn't very nice, if I'm honest with you. No. I was quite, but I didn't no. tell her off. So I just went, oh, and I got on my day. So I feel like this is probably going to happen frequently then, as it's already happened before, and even now it's happened again. Shrug. Shrug. Like, it's shrug. I read, I read on the internet the other day shrug. that you should not, like, somebody said to me, oh, my friend's got this dog and it's an absolute nightmare, and... Uh, because the dog believes that it's in charge. The dog believes it's, it rules the house. The dog believes that it's the alpha in the house. And so that's why it, it's naughty. And I was like, just looking the other way. Going, no, <laughs> I don't know what you're funny. talking about. As, as Pickle got into my car to go to the shop and get a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll probably happen again. But you know what? I don't care. She's living her best life. As long as she doesn't actually start killing things and dragging them into the house. I don't want a dead cat yeah. in my bed or anything like that. No, but I mean, if you will feed her dried, dead bits of animal. I mean, Ralph has the same. I, I gave him something disgusting last night. Have um, you seen her teeth? They're so white. Yeah, yeah, they are so white and clean. Yeah, she's got a present for your doggy, actually. So she, needs, she, she needs to see it. I got a present for Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I went and got something for him as a gift. But oh. it's not an engagement present. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not serious, but it's, it's, she bought him a Christmas present. Oh, so come and give it to cute. Him. Okay, alrighty. Um, so my grim was the FOMO of New York. Oh. Get in the bin. Do you reckon that Neil's going to do New York Marathon? Uh, no. No. Have we seen it? No. Well, no, no, I don't think he will. He he's one of those people who will run if I make him, but I don't think he enjoys it. He's not inspired because I think that's the sort of thing that inspires you. Because I was inspired by London Marathon to really start to, to do a marathon. London Marathon inspired it, me to do a marathon. I think what could the only thing that could inspire him to do a marathon is his friend Henry is doing London Marathon next year, and right. he's probably the first of his like close friends that aren't me to run a marathon. So I think if he sees Henry do that, then he might be like, I could do that. But we shall um, see. We'll put it on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I don't think a marathon is uh, is up there for him. Mm. Anyway, what's the get in the bin? What's your get in the bin? My get in the bin is um, traffic lights when you're running. Oh. Red light, <laughs> is danger. I love that song. Me too. Anyway, yes. So on Monday we went for a run around Central Park, but in order to get sure, to Central Park, sure, <laughs> yeah, just uh, Monday went for a run around Central Park. That's in New York, in case you didn't know. Yeah, how organised is New York's running paths, by the way? Should we talk about that in Central uh, Park? The the what? lanes in Central Park where you've got like running lanes and then cycling lanes, and bike, and lanes, bike and lanes, walking and lanes, walking lanes. And it's like you'll stay in the lane, stay in your lane. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, they're good. Um. So we, uh, in order to get to Central Park, had to go up 8th Avenue. So in New York, for those who don't know, it's split into a grid system. You probably do know. And there's like the verticals are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, et cetera. And then they're crossed at regular intervals with 48th, 49th, 50th, et cetera, streets. Um, and... We had to cross one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen roads. Why didn't you get on? The... Hey, why didn't you get on the subway? Because it was only, and those fourteen roads that we crossed were in one point three kilometers. Okay, I can see the problem. <laughs> right, <laughs> we'd had to, we'd have had to have probably 
spent longer getting the subway than we would have done running. New York is quite little, isn't it? Like the streets are little, the roads are little. It's quite squeezed in to a little area. It's cramped. I wouldn't say it's little. But if you go to like LA, if you were to cross 13 streets in LA, you'd need to cross because that would be five and a half miles. Well, the roads in LA are like eight lanes wide. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's just mad, isn't it? Um, Yeah, absolutely mad. But um, also... It's not like, you know, when you get a good run uh, in in the UK, when if you're running around like a town or whatever, and you've got traffic lights, usually, same with driving, if you hit a green, you tend to hit all the greens. Mm-hmm. If you hit a red, you hit all the reds. In New York, if you hit a green, you're absolutely not guaranteed that the next one's going to be green. Like, they're not on for like yeah. a set amount yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So... Uh, in that instance, would you pause your watch? No, I never pause my watch. No, never, 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 I mean, so this was just a an easy, it was a very easy run. I found it quite difficult. I think the jet lag really was um, playing havoc. Also, oh, we're stopping and starting and stuff. It's really annoying. Yeah. If you cross the road, question. In America, if you yeah. cross the road when it's a red light, red light. God, this is a mega mix. Um, does it? Is that jaywalking? And are you arrested? Uh, yes, it's jaywalking. You could. I don't think you get arrested. You get a ticket. Ooh, do they actually give you a little ticket? I didn't get any tickets. I tried my hardest. Not I tried to, to get a ticket. <laughs> um, but I. Um, there were lots of like traffic directors out and about. Um, yeah, I paused my watch by the way at all of the intersections. My moving time was thirty-five minutes. My lapse time was forty-five. I spent ten minutes at traffic lights. <laughs> so yeah, that's annoying. So there you go. That yeah, they can get in the yeah, bin. They can get in the bin. Hey, my friend Lorna. Oh shit, I've said her name. My friend. Edit that out. My friend... Rona. Uh, Rona. Sauna. She's got some stories. She's dating at the moment. Some of her her plenty of fish stories are making me weep with laughter. It's quite unbelievable out there. Is that Don't still even a go thing? Out. Don't go out plenty there. Plenty of fish Don't go out thing. there. Like now, on dating sites, you have to put what sort of what sort of relationship you want. And there's all sorts of like fun time. Um, What, they, what is it when you put letters? Thruple. Oh. Thruple. <laughs> Thruple. When you put letters instead of words, Sorry. letters that mean something. You know, Abbreviations. That's the one. Um when you've got the BTWs. BTWs, yeah, DTFs, things like that. FWBs. FWBs, right? Friends so, of Yeah. So um one of them is uh ENM. Ethically non-monogamous. That means Does that mean that you can just sleep around with whoever you want? No. No, Anna, you would say that. You don't understand it. It means that you've told your missus or your husband that you're going to be non-monogamous. Second so, so it's ethical. And they've agreed. And they're also... I'm like, right. Why have they put ethical in front of that? Mm, because they've told everybody, so it's all right. And I've uh, also... But I've... My favourite is monogamish. That's just my favourite new one. It's monogamish. What's that? So monogamish is when you're in a monogamous relationship, but every now and again you fuck someone else, but it's only sex, and it only happens every now and again. Then they're not monogamous. I know! Monogamish! Oh, ish. Oh, it's monogamish. So mostly. It's like mostly. It's like pickles made these up. Monogamish. So that is when, like, I don't know, mum, that ethical non fuckery. I don't know, mum. I'm like, 
Honestly, it's hilarious. So anyway, but Lorna, this is about traffic lights. She once said to me, I just ignore them. <laughs> like, what? She went, yeah. She was like, I watched a, I watched a documentary on the Unabomber and it just made me really think. I'm like, what? I watched the She's Unabomber. Like, never... That was a really good documentary. He, never... he didn't stop for red lights because he was like, I don't want these. I don't, I'm not having the state controlling me where I'm going and when I'm I doing it. So I'm just going to go, if there's no cars, I'm going to go straight through. <gasps> She's like, so that's what I do. And I'm like, <laughs> when driving or running? <laughs> not because... When driving. What? I don't want to be like, she's like, I'm like, why are you comparing? Why are you sending tips, lifestyle tips from the Unibob? She was like, I'm not. I just think he's got a point. I was like, you're, you're probably going to get arrested. She's like, I only do it early in the morning when there's no other cars. Brilliant. So whenever I see a red light, I just think of Lorna. Little disclaimer, if you are out running right now um, and you do get to a traffic light, please don't ignore it because you might get hit by a car. Please don't. Please stop. Please, Because that's what it's there to help you. So yeah, that's interesting. I've got two get in the bins. I don't know which one to go for because one of them is quite um you can tell me. One of them is is just something that happens all the time and the other one is um could be quite um what's that word? Inflammatory. See, but brain fog, inflammatory. Is yeah. it? Let's have an inflammatory yeah. one. Let's spice things oh, right, up. Okay. It's been quite a tame podcast so far. My get in the bin, and I'd like your opinion on God. this, is people that go into groups on the internet and say i've been offered a place in this race and uh, it's completely beyond the means of them being able to achieve it should i do it and then everybody piles in and goes do it you'll regret it if you don't yeah you've only one life live it do it and you're like hello <laughs> you don't do that and it's like and it's and it's it's endemic it's it's it's, it's happened in one of my groups I'm, I'm actually concerned about the person that's like, I've been offered this place at this race. Yeah. And everybody is like, do it. And I'm like, please, please don't do it. Because it's not, it's one of those races. I'll tell you which race it is. It's the Arc of Attrition yeah, I thought it might be the Arc of Attrition 100. Basically, what's happened with the Arc of Attrition is that the waiting list has now been released because people have been able to DNF, uh, not DNF, to not turn up to defer. So all the deferrals have gone through. Yeah. And now there's space. So the people on the waiting list have been sucked in and they're like, okay, would you like a place? And now it's November and the race is in January. They've got 18 hours to decide. Ooh! It's November, the race is the end of January. And it is like, uh, so like, look at the end of January, take off three weeks for taper mm. and like sort your shit, get your shit sorted. Take off a week for Christmas because most people have got Christmas commitments where they're not going to be out hovering the, the trails. Mm. So that's four weeks gone. Now you have like about six weeks. And if you're not match fit for a race like that, and I'm talking like technical terrain training, dark, running in the dark, you're running for like about 80 or between 16 and 18 hours in the dark, depending on the weather. I'm talking about navigation. I'm talking about coping with the weather and the wind. I'm talking about looking after yourself. There's 20 miles between checkpoints. I'm talking about getting a crew down there. I'm talking about reckeys. Because the thing is, if something happens to you on that coast path, you're putting the rest of the race in danger. There are 20 miles between checkpoints. Checkpoints, yeah. On the arc, 20 miles between checkpoints. So you get these flying angels uh, who are in vans, who give you water, who just turn up. But there's 20 miles between every checkpoint. There's five checkpoints. Oh. So you need a crew. Because because if you don't God. have a crew and you're really slow, which most people will be slow because okay. it's very hard race, yeah. it's really hard to rain. Let's say that 20 miles ain't going to take you four or five hours. It could take you seven hours. It could take you eight hours. Boy. Right? So people are now coming into the art going, oh, I've been offered a place. Should I take it? And I'm like, well, what have you done this year? And they're like, I've done this, this, this. 
you're like absolutely I'm absolutely not because the thing is right I'm not I don't want to crush people's dreams but I'm also very aware of like what happens there's two things about this one of them is to people that go and do this stuff and then are like totally put off ever doing it again Mm -hmm. because it's fucking horrendous Mm -hmm. secondly there are people also on that waiting list who are ready to do that race Mm -hmm. who have trey who are who are like you know much more experienced who won't get that place because you've taken it on a whim yeah and thirdly you're putting the race at risk Mm -hmm. if you if something happens to you and you become a medical emergency, the medical team will be on you and they can't be with other people. And if you do that knowingly in that I'm not really sure that I can do this old shit, you know, fuck now, I'm what Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's I think, move. is a selfish act. Yeah. And it's not giving the race the respect. Now, I've been battling with this in my head, whether or not I'm just a snob. And I'm like, when I've done it, it's really hard, so you shouldn't be allowed to do it. And I'm like, that, mm-hmm. it's not about that at all. I think it's more about paying your dues and respecting the distance and the terrain and what you're letting yourself in for. Yeah. And like, you wouldn't, like, you don't, wouldn't, you don't go straight to university, do you? You work your way through, like, this, your knowledge base. And I feel like with running, you should work your way through your knowledge base. Yeah. Um. There is also there is a um, thingy uh, qualification for yeah. the arc. It's hundred k. Yeah. A couple of people have got in on the waiting list without having done the hundred k. So they've just done fifty miles. Yeah. And I think that might be a case of, you know, Ferg likes a DNF. Uh-huh. He does like a DNF. He likes a high DNF rate. But I don't really know how they've got in. But it's just there's a big um, culture of immediate gratification of doing the hard thing. Yeah. Of like hacking the hard thing yeah and there's this thing of like you only live once do it and I'm like mm-hmm. I just I don't know it's interesting it's a debate maybe I have thoughts yes yeah yes, I have thoughts. Thoughts. Please have some thoughts so this is really interesting so all weekend in New York people like were coming up and saying hi and whatever because they'd like see me on the running channel or whatever um and most people were like are you running on Sunday or if they knew I wasn't running they were like why aren't you doing the marathon and I had a place like if I wanted to do it sports tours had a spare place that I could have run it and Mm -hmm. I chose I was only given the gig six weeks before we went out so I think it was just after the um uh Seven Valleys Ultra yeah. And we all know how rough I felt after that. And there was absolutely no way at the time when I was like getting signed up to to go out there and 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 do this gig that I was anywhere near marathon fit. Like a marathon isn't something that I can just trot out in in my current state. There was a time when I was pretty much like marathon fit all year round. But at this stage in the year, following Seven Valleys and just the consistent illnesses that I'd had since September, there's no way I could have gone and done it and ground it out in like five and a half, six hours. Sure. But I love that race. And the reason why I love that race is because I had such a bloody good time. I only have two race like pictures and medals on my wall behind me. And one of them is New York because I thoroughly enjoyed that race I was not about to go out there and you know I wouldn't have become a medical emergency but I'd have had a shit time and it would have been hard and what for oh for some photos and a medal 
and to run the New York Marathon, like, you know, I, and I don't want to sound ungrateful. Like there are so many people that would be like, I would like give my left arm for a place in the, in the New York Marathon. It's not about that. It's about me not doing it because I know that there's no benefit for me to do it. I would have ended up digging myself even deeper into a hole of illness and feeling like shit for even longer. So that's the long answer as to why I didn't do it. But mostly I just kind of said to people, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not marathon fit. I'm not like mm -hmm. in a state to do it. And, and it's not, you know, it's, it's not the right time for me to do it. So mm -hmm. I think having that self-awareness of knowing what's good for you and what's really not good for you is actually really important. And I think a lot of people could maybe benefit from just taking a step back and looking at themselves, especially like, you know, for the arc of attrition, six weeks of training, if you're not match fit for a hundred miler, that's brutal. Let's use the B word. I'm going to be honest with you. The only, the only race in the UK, there's two races in the UK. Well, maybe three that I reckon you, maybe four. There's very few races in the UK you can use the B word with, right? Mm -hmm. The Architrician is one of them. Yeah. Spine. The spine is another. Dragon's Back is one. Kate Rath is yeah. one. Like, it's uh, say the Lakeland, 13 the Lakeland 100 is one. 13 Valleys. 13 Valleys is one. And seven. <laughs> seven Valleys is pretty. And seven. All the Valleys. But that that word, like, yeah. I can't explain to you how horrendous it can be yeah. on that place. Yeah. Hey, everyone, tune into Instagram stories this week and you'll see how horrendous it can be because I'll be laughing because I'll be able to go home. Yeah. But when you can't go home, it's not funny. And it, I'm a, I've finished my 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 100 mile uh, PB is 20 hours and 25 minutes, yeah. something. It took me 32 and a half hours to And I was fitter and I was focused. So... It's not that easy. And and it's and I think that if you're like, I want to do it, do it. You can get in. You'll get in. You'll next time it opens, get on the day, set an alarm, you'll get a place. Yeah. I guarantee you. It doesn't it sounds like in like five days, right? Mm -hmm. Get in, train. Don't just sip up a bit off of the fucking like the piecemeal of the fucking waiting list and yeah. then be like, Oh great, I'm in. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. If you know, I'm like, what if these people do do it and they and they finish it? But then I'm like, I, I really can't see that happening unless it's some sort of fucking miracle. It's not like these people live on the Southwest Coast path, you know? These people, that, these, people, these people that live in London, people that live in Birmingham, people that live, like, in Leeds. It's like, you have to go and find that terrain, get on it, and have a good look at it. Oh, by the way, you also need a wind machine and a rain machine. <laughs> and the night. So that's always good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just it's one of those things that really, I think it, it, it upsets me. And I can't really work out why it upsets me. I think I've got a real thing about people hacking stuff. Yeah. Like I think you're not giving the process. It's the process of respect. The process yeah. of training for the arc is a real process. Yeah. It's a real mental and physical process. And the process of doing it is a process. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what the outcome is. No. Um and uh and I think it's it's that. It's a lack of it's a lack of awareness of the moment. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it can get in the bin. And people encouraging people when they have no fucking clue of it. Yeah. Stop it. It's just like just stop it. Um, drives me bonks. Drives me bonks. Anyone wants to do the architecture, I'll happily train them for it. But let's enter it a year before instead of like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know who is doing well? Hey. The podcast pet Dean Cox. Hey. He's on hey. Um, week two. Podcast pet is on week two. He sent us a little voice note. Should we insert the voice note here? Insert the voice note here. Hello, hello. So, podcast pet update. We're on week two of 30 for the London to Brighton Challenge. Week one went very, very well. Mainly because I got through my long run um, 
at the Big Bear Challenge with a lot of lovely people, including you two, uh, which was so much fun to start off this journey, this 30-week challenge, with such a wonderful event. The one thing I've been missing in my runs is sort of sense of community, um, because I've been a bit, a bit of a lonely goat in that respect, running on my own mainly, um, focusing on sort of the end result. So it was nice to have a bit more of a chatty run. All very lovely, such wonderful people there. Uh, and week two, started off strong. Uh, I have my long run on Friday, very looking forward to it. And yes, so far so good. So thanks to you two. Um, it's good to have some structure, and I'm very much looking forward to the next 28 weeks. Utterly terrified, but in the best possible way. Thanks, you two. He sounds so chipper. Hey, I cannot wait to compare that voice note to week 20 of 30. Do you know what I want? A snivelling voice note. Yeah. I think we'll get one. In, we might get one in December. Whilst on a run. Whilst yeah. on a run. Yeah, like... we might get one. Because I've put him on some... I've, I've actually been like... We, we, I'm With my training plan, with him, I'm aiming for consistency all the way through to like January, February. And then the tasty stuff will start to come in. Because I'm like, no, I can't, I'm not sending him out in the middle of the night. Like, he's just... He doesn't have yet. that experience. So, um, so yeah. I'm excited for him, though. He's, he's He is... And he's cracking on. He's great. He's a great person to train because he does what he's fucking told. Yeah. So for anyone who is joining us at episode 25, go back and listen to the other ones. But also, so this is Dean. He's our podcast pet who um, Ali is doing the running coaching for, for his London to Brighton 100k in May. I'm going to do his strength and conditioning stuff. I've got to catch up with him as we're recording this uh, tomorrow morning. So we're going to start the S&C stuff um, from next week. And um, Bitch is yeah. going to be aching. He's going oh, to be aching. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. So Amazing. Super excited to see how he gets on with this. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's so sweet to hear. Like, he's he's so, um, do you know, like, you know, those little cartoon slothy things with the big eyes? They're like, oh, I feel like he's kind of like in that stage of being like. Yeah. Wide-eyed wonder. and wonder. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh. I've um, actually got a I've got a that's my next tattoo. It's like this little tree sloth with great big eyes. It's gonna sit in these trees and it's basically Dean. I might put Dean underneath it. Put his little name. They're called baby, they're called like baby tree are they called tree babies? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just Google big eyed sloth creature and see what comes up. Right. Um have oh, how's there they the are. going? What are they called? Bush babies. Bush baby. Let's start calling Yay. them the podcast pet slash bush baby. Um, okay so there's been some songs playing on the radio today that i just like oh i love this song but i think it's just i can't put it on the podcast or the pod playlist because it's too smooshy and one of them was truly madly deeply by savage garden which is such a tune (laughs) i know but let's put affirmation on i believe that okay also should we talk about the name savage garden where did that come from I'm not sure. Let's, uh, okay, let's affirmations look. going up. Oh my god! Um, take that. I've got some affirmation as well. Oh, um, I um, it's a, a phrase from the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. Beauty was a savage garden. Oh god, that's boring. I was hoping that they'd been out there and been attacked by brambles, and we're like, oh, savage, and then they'd been like, let's call our band Savage Garden. They're not American no, or Australian. They were originally called Bliss. Oh dear. So let's. Let, I'm glad they um they changed their name. 
Okay. Well, um, um I've added Higher State of Consciousness okay. by Josh Wincon. Okay. Uh, I, also I added... don't know that one. But oh, you've you also added something kind of ooh by Girls oh, Aloud. Such which I a love. tune. I got to eat it up. You me every week. I love Girls Aloud. When I was on from Britannia, I spent a whole day listening to the entire Girls Aloud back catalogue from start to finish. And I categorically tell you that it's all killer, no filler. Yeah. Yeah, on Run Britannia, I did a lot of things like that. The best day I had, pace-wise, feeling good-wise, was my Take That Day, where I listened to Take That and Party, the album, about four times from start to finish. Again, Brilliant. all killer, no Brilliant. filler. People forget that Take That were like a dance band. They a were. A dancing troupe. They were. Sam Carter has asked for the um, main theme from Jurassic Park. Oh, yes, but hang on a minute. Does she mean the main theme or does she mean the end theme? Uh, it's the one that goes... That's the end theme. End oh. credits, that is. Well, it says main theme. I thought right, it was when well, they get when they're in the helicopter and they get to the island. No, everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks that, right? My friends Tom and Abby got married ages ago and they wanted to walk down the aisle to that and they did. But mm. everybody was so confused about what it was actually called because this was before the days of Spotify. So actually. People get very confused over that. We can add it. Yeah. It will sit nicely next to the Twin Peaks theme that I had the other day to freak people out. <laughs> the, twi- okay. the Twin Peaks theme is brilliant. It's it's like so atmospheric, but it freaks people out if they've watched Twin Peaks because Twin Peaks is so weird. So that sits nicely next to something kind of ooh. It sits between something kind of ooh and killing in the name of by Rage Against the Machine. Amazing. Mm. Uh, amazing. Um, if anybody wants to put anything else on the playlist, please mention us in your story. We're at Ultra Sound System Pod on Instagram. Gemma Harris wants um, "Everywhere I Go" by Hollywood Undead. They're awful. It's a terrible song. It's not going on. Sorry. Probably, Gemma. probably one of the worst songs ever. But it made the gym go a bit quicker. We're we're gonna say no to that one. I'm afraid, Gemma. Yeah, it's not gonna happen, Gemma. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Hey, we've um, got some correspondence in the corner. Great, great. What is it saying? Hi, A&A. Hi. I'm listening to the Shit Hand episode, episode 23. <laughs> Patrick has just suggested calling the Kipchoge, Kipchoge snot gels Kipjelgies. Yeah, he has. Well done. I mean, the more I think about it, the more it's not great. And I think Deborah Meaden would have told you to 0121 do one. But well, anyway, here we go. The obvious name, surely, is Kipchogel. Kipchogel. No, isn't. Go away. <laughs> so these are gels made out of Kipchoge snot. The last two letters of yeah. his name are G. So surely this name is far more intuitive. Love Who's the pod. this person? Is that Julius? Love the pod. No, thanks for the laughs. <laughs> and I actually love listening to the rants as well. So there you go. I'm sorry. I um I did not write the name of the person down. Um, that person should not. I hope they don't work in marketing. Well, I, I did reply and go, yes, good. Oh, there we go. It was Liz. Well done, Liz. I said, thank goodness we have more creative listeners than us. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, also, I think I could probably come up with a better one than that, but sure. You, go, you keep going. Um, Emma Sturgis has been in touch. Now, this is in response also to episode 23, um, whereby we mentioned a influencer called Davinia Taylor and some nonsense that she spouts on her um, page which it's borderline dangerous she's got a book i know right and if you want to be if you want to entertain yourself go and read the one star reviews on the book listen it's great listen to this 
Emma says, thanks so much for calling out Davinia Taylor's nonsense on this week's pod. I heard her on Run Pod. Aside from the grabby Sally stuff, she's obsessively peddling some dangerous nonsense. I think I remember she's against sunglasses when running because your eyes need the light. She should not be legitimised by getting any kind of platform. Also, another one. Just listened to the shit hand episode and have now disappeared down a Davinia Taylor wormhole. So thanks for that. That fuck. <laughs> Hack Your Hormones book has sold 47,000 copies since May 2023. What the fuck is wrong with people? The only shred I hope to cling to is that people have probably bought it because they thought it was that nice Davina McCall and that one star and the one star reviews are quite a joy to behold. They are. So that's Kirsty that said that in and I oh, actually yes. went into a one star review hole. And I was like, these are brilliant. Yeah. And I just, so I was on a run the other day and I was thinking about Davinia only for a minute and um I was like why are like she's got a million followers so why isn't she like on telly or like she, you know why isn't she like on this morning talking about running and I was like oh I know why because she's a fucking nutter <laughs> that's why <laughs> don't wear sunglasses <sighs> because I just need the light I actually saw an influencer the other day tree bait forest bathing mm-hmm. and he was like make sure you don't wear any SPF because if you wear SPF it pushes away the power of the trees and the light and I'm like it also gives, gives you skin, skin cancer. cancer. Oh my god! Honest to God, it's mad out there. It is mad out there. Like it's fucking wild. There are people talking absolute shit. It's bonkers. Um, I, I feel like I should issue an apology to my friend Julius, who is consistently sending voice notes to the pod. Or to me. Oh yeah, but we're not using them because he uses. But we're not using silly them. voice because he's got a silly voice. <laughs> Right, so until he... He hasn't got a silly voice in real life. He's got no. a great voice in real life. So yeah. what I'm going to do is the next... Like, Julius, listen to me. It's not because it's not because you're not an important part of my life. But what I am going to do is next time you come around, I will record you telling one of these stories so that I can be in control of your voice. Because you suddenly start talking like this and you just start sounding like an idiot. So we're just going to... We'll, we'll do that together. All right? Just gonna, uh, go. um, um, I've got another one as well. Go on then. It's from Fiona, from our mate Fiona. I love Fiona. AKA a bit cross of Sussex is what she has oh, signed this off. Cross. Uh-oh. Hi, A and A. I have oh, a no, bit she of, crossed with us. <laughs> I have a bit of a controversial get in the bin. And this is partly because Ali said that she had people in her DMs saying she might be perimenopausal. But honestly, it grinds my gears that the moment a woman over the age of 35 says she's tired or unwell in some way or whatever, we are automatically in the menopause realm. There are other things that can happen with our bodies. And whilst I know the menopause can be really shit for some women, it actually isn't for everyone. Davinia and co have done a good job of bringing the discussion into the mainstream and rightly so, but it's not the absolute answer to everything. I'm turning 50 in January. What? Yeah, she, she's looking she good. Can't be, you can't be turning 50, Fiona. Fiona was at our big bear run. Yeah, but the thing is Fiona works in the music industry like me. So she's also obviously that life of excess. And I look good today, right? That life of excess. Telling you. We pickled ourselves on the inside. I mean, honestly, this has baffled me. I'm turning 50 in January. I've been using the oestrogen gel for three months now because I was having hot flushes in the night. Ergo, not sleeping and then falling asleep in my lunch. I've got a marina coil. I haven't had a period in over 10 years. Fucking get in. So I might not be fertile anymore. And it's unlikely I am. But it's taken me to the age of 49 to think, oh, yeah, actually, I might be menopausal. So, yeah, not everyone finds it hard. And I really wish people would stop bandying it around like it's all there is. Because also, there are tons of influencers on the web trying to flog us magic powders to make it all go away. And they really need to get in the bin. 
Okay, that is going to be next week. We're talking about magic powders. <laughs> I am fucking magic powders are being thrown at me left, right, and center. And the worst, I'll talk about it properly next week. The worst magic powder, and it's not Gavinia's, although I imagine that is fucking shit. Elle McPherson's adverts for her fucking magic powder. I've not Give seen Give me it. a fucking break. I've not seen I it. I looked awful. I just looked so old. You're a fucking supermodel. Oh God. Buy this powder. I was like, okay, let me look at the powder. How much is a powder? Fuck me. The powder's like 200 quid a sachet. What? Yeah, it's mad. So there's so many powders. And, so, and I just feel like people are making money out of like, because menopausal women, before you get a hold of any HRT, you do go a bit completely do valley. Like my sister went bonkers and bought a poppy. And um, like, it's, I can't believe I just said that because my mum might listen to this, but never mind. It's the poppy doesn't exist anymore. We didn't drown it. Anyway, let's not talk about this. Um, people do like tend to behave in like, because you're just like, I just want to feel better. And having this stuff pimps at you, all you need to say is the word menopause near your phone. And suddenly powders are thrown at you and quick fixes are thrown at you. And it's just, it's taking advantage of people who are in a vulnerable position, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because all you want is like to feel better and you'll do anything, I guess, to feel better. Yeah, lit- you'll literally do anything to feel better, including killing your nearest and dearest so they stop annoying you. Yeah. Anywho, anywho, anywho. anywho. Listeners, we're coming up to our half year's worth of episodes, which is next week is our half year's worth of episodes. So keep your correspondence coming in because we love it. I asked a good question on the internet about uh, tips that they've read of people that people have read. So we're going to that next week. Yeah, we have done this before, but now there's more of them because there's it's... more people. There's nearly a thousand followers on on uh, Instagram now. Nearly a thousand, which is great. Gone a little follower hunt at the weekend again. I'm like, yeah, it's gone a follower hunt, like a bear hunt. And um and uh so so more small stories. Get on if you're not following us on Instagram, do because there's some quite good stuff to get involved with there. We're definitely going to do another big bear event next year. We'll work yes. that out early next year. Yes, and we will. Um, and also music for the playlist. Yes, keep all of the coming. above. Keep it all coming in because hey, if you guys didn't get in touch with us. What the hell would we talk about for an hour? We just rant. It'll be end up being like a feminist podcast, <laughs> but like not really. Just it would just be like a ranting podcast. I think. So I was going to say what are you up to at the weekend, but you are off to Cornwall. Oh my god, I'm off to the greatest place on earth, the Cornwall. The Cornwall, amazing. Yeah, with pickle, it's going to be great. Enjoy and, the um, corn. Oh, it's going to be great. And then next week on Friday, my book pre-order goes up. Just saying. Well, oh, that's actually yeah. quite a big deal for me. <laughs> that'll be so. That'll all that'll be live by the time this episode goes out. Pre will be live. Oh. Exciting. Quite a lot of books. There's quite a lot of book things happening. I'm quite stressed about it, but um, and I'm going to reveal the cover this week as well. Oh, that is exciting! Mm. Can I have a sneak peek? Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, I am pacing some people to a 10k on Saturday. Oh, nice! I'm pacing seven minute kilometers, so a one hour ten can one hour ten ten k. Lovely. Oh, yeah. found us a canny cross race. I talked to you about it. Oh yeah, I saw. I heard. Okay. Well, I hope you have a wonderful time. And I hope you have a wonderful time. I look forward <laughs> to seeing your stories. I'll talk to you on Tuesday because that's when we're doing this next, isn't it? It is, but that see doesn't next matter to, to see you next Tuesday. That doesn't matter to the listeners because they're not there. That's before this one's even come out. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Bye.